I'm here at Radfest 2019 with Kevin Parrott of Open Cures. And for people who don't know, they should know what Open Cures is. Could you give just a little brief, syn brief synopsis of what you're doing? Absolutely. Uh, well, what I'm trying to do is empower individuals to look after their own health by giving them access to research tools that normally are reserved for biotech companies and universities, such as mass spectrometry, for instance. And we want to create a compendium of human measurements of proteins, levels of proteins and levels of metabolites to create a library similar to GenBank has done with DNA and genomics. We want to create those same kind of information resources for the proteins and the metabolites in the human body. And that is something very relevant for aging. I know some of the metabolites and some of the proteins are linked with aging, but not all of them. Are you in... Uh, the process of identifying more factors, uh, proteins and metabolites and lipids that play a key role in aging? Absolutely. In fact, uh, my business partner who has developed a new methodology for metabolomics um, has discovered in 2007 that a particular metabolite, a phospholipid in fact, called the plasmalogens, are uh, manufactured in the liver and they decline with age and they are essential for neuronal function. In fact, they're probably essential for almost every cellular function. It's just that if you don't have them in your neurons, you're predisposed to all sorts of forms of neurodegeneration. Uh, what Another thing about the plasmalogens that we found is that they are associated with long life. So people who live the longest have the highest levels of plasmalogens. And for the first time in history, Open Cures is going to be distributing the first natural, all natural, but synthesized, but all natural molecule, which is the plasmalogen. And people will be able to take it because like vitamin D, uh, you can't manufacture it in your body and you're not getting it from your diet. And it's likely that most people over the age of 50 are deficient in this plasmalogen. Plasmalogen, now you said your body can't manufacture it, or did you mean that it uh, decreases? Yes, it so decreases with age? Absolutely. So, yeah, your liver normally produces enough of it uh, with, when you're young, but it slows down in its production as, you, as you're old. If you're in your 80s and you are in the bottom 10 percentile of plasmalogen levels in comparison to the rest of the population, you're five times more likely to be demented. So it's a huge deal. And actually, if the statistical, uh, there's been some recent studies published by uh, the uh, ADNI consortium, which is an Alzheimer's disease consortium, which have shown that even if you are APOE4, a carrier or an allele carrier, which increases your risk for Alzheimer's disease, the level of the, your plasmalogens is more indicative of your risk for neurodegeneration. So you can be a double a APOE4 with an 80% chance of getting Alzheimer's, but if your plasmalogens are high, you are probably going to resist that tendency. Uh, that's pretty amazing. And in, uh, in the longevity forum, I know several years ago, people were speculating about changes in lipid metabolism and the and cell membrane as being one of the key factors in aging. Care to speculate that it might be one of the key factors? I absolutely think that lipids are incredibly important. The cell membrane is obviously one of the most important cellular components of every cell. Uh, one of the things uh, that I've gone to an awful lot of aging conferences, and we've talked an awful lot about mitochondria, but we rarely talk about the peroxisome. And the peroxisome is actually the twin of the mitochondria. It is the place where lipids are synthesized 
synthesized from acetyl-CoA, whereas the mitochondria is the thing that generates the acetyl-CoA. And so they work hand in hand and their biochemical pathways are heavily interlinked. So we are really not doing ourselves any kind of favors by ignoring the peroxisome in the study of aging at all. And you've been around now for quite a few years studying aging at the Buck and now with your new venture. And every year it seems to me that there are a few new things that we discover that decline with age, like our body doesn't produce as much vitamin D as we grow older and we can't process vitamin B12 as good as we used to, you know, and, and hormones of course decline, but plasmalogen also something that declines. Now, care to speculate? Uh, many people have often said that we would need very comprehensive interventions, uh, therapeutics, you know, bioengineering, you know, to combat aging. I mean, it just seems to be more and more true that there's no silver bullet, that it's got to be a very comprehensive approach. Uh, absolutely. So everybody has the human blueprint the human genomic blueprint. We know that our maximum lifespan with that blueprint is probably around 120 if, if we believe Jean Calment's story anymore. But if, even if we don't, there is probably a limit to what we can get to with our blueprint. We will need to have external interventions, bioengineering types of interventions to get as much beyond that. But what we can do is push our own endogenous repair systems as hard as we possibly can. Evolution managed to create a bow whale. Evolution has managed to create other organisms that are capable of living incredibly long. We can figure out how did biology figure that out and try and install those, you know, clean up autophagy kinds of programs if that's what indeed what they are. But from a lip, uh, the lipids and cellular membranes you know all of these things are going to be incredibly important there will be no silver bullet all right that's Kevin Parrott open cures check it out the longevity now podcast